From the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb. And I'm Hilary Emmer. We can't wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to another episode of The Sounding Board. I'm your host, Nate Webb. I'm a high school counselor at Twilla High School and um, podcast host with Hillary Emner for The Sounding Board here at USCA. Um, today, we have a great episode lined up. We are speaking with Brian Barnum. I almost said it wrong. <laughs> We're speaking with Brian, our USCA president this year. Welcome, welcome, Brian, to the show. Thank you, Nate. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, dude. So where, where, are, you, where are you counseling and what, what grade level are you at? Give us all the deets. Where you come from, man? Um, I'm currently at Kearns High School in Granite School District working with grades 9 through 12. So, How long have you been a counselor? Uh, this is year five. Woo! And you've been at Kearns your whole time? No. Uh, this is my second year here at Kearns. Um, before that, I spent two years at Kennedy Jr., um, with seventh and eighth grade. And then I was at um, Olympus Junior for the year before that, doing seventh, eighth, and ninth. Okay. So you've done time at middle schools. You've done time at high schools. You've been all over the place. Yeah. In my short little time. <laughs> in your five years of a counselor. It is a crazy life in education. I won't lie. Um, I've only been a counselor for three years. And holy moly, the things you see. Um, no doubt. It can get nuts. So, so, um, we get counselors asking a lot about self-care about, because we, as counselors, we are talking to the kids who have the heaviest of heavy stories, especially at high schools. We're talking, you know, to suicidal kids, depressed kids, kids who may have abusive parents, just lots of lots of horrible situations. How do you not take it home? I think we all take it home with us in some way, shape or form, but have you found ways that you've been able to give yourself a little bit of self-care so that you aren't burning yourself out year after year after year? Oh, I do. I definitely have with everything that I'm involved in, I kind of have to. And so I always start the day fresh. It's weird, but I always take a half hour bath every morning. That way, when I get to school, I'm starting the day fresh and whatever was on me yesterday, I don't take home with me. Um, and then a lot of the times after work, I kind of shut my door, take a moment to debrief what went on with the day. And then I go home. And when I go home, I change that way. It's kind of that separation of home and work that my, my mind just kind of expects, okay, I'm no longer in my work clothes. I'm not working anymore. I'm at home. It's time to relax. I love that. I love that. Separate your work life from your home life, change your clothes, take a bath. Ben, I can't remember last time I took a 30 minute bath. That would be amazing, man. They're worth it. Especially I, get a bath bomb, use it every morning. Oh, oh my gosh, man. Okay, guys, step one, get a bath bomb. Step two, go and, you know, do your self-care. Um, so having been at the junior high and the high school levels, what are some of the things you noticed that, I don't know, were different, you know, going from middle schools to high schools? I mean, honestly, I think the biggest difference is kind of where you spend your time in um, junior high. I feel like you're doing a lot more social emotional work, whereas high school, you're spending a lot more time on um, that career. I'm um, in college readiness piece um, that a lot more of the kids are more prepared for than they are in high school, that they're not as ready to talk about. In junior high. Mm, gotcha. And w when you're in those junior highs, 
how do you talk about college and career readiness? Because it can be really hard to talk about that in, in middle schools and stuff, but we're trying to, so they're not like totally caught off guard when they get to high school. Um, but what have you found? Um, I know one of the things that we did was we did, um, I don't know if you've heard of Reality Town before, mm-hmm. um, but we, we try to give them those experiential experiences mm-hmm. um, where they actually get to experience what it's like to be in the real world or what it's like to be on a college campus. Um, that way they can kind of get the idea in their head, get them to where they want to be. And so they can kind of start envisioning themselves um, at some of these places. I think if they don't have that opportunity to envision themselves um, in some of those places, the kids that haven't had parents go to college or um, haven't done, um, like, gotten on degrees, gotten extra education, um, I feel like if they don't get that opportunity to potentially see themselves there, they feel like it's not an option. And so really getting out there um, and giving them the opportunity to experience the world, experience what it's like, and um, potentially see themselves liking it and wanting to go there. That, that, that's awesome. And now uh, we do Reality Town here in Tooele, um, but explain what Reality Town is for those people who may not know what it is. Yeah, so Reality Town is pretty much, um, it's a career exploration, really kind of like a life exploration tool where um, depending on the school you're at, we did based on GPA, they were given a list of jobs that they could apply for. They would then apply for a job Actually, they'd apply for three jobs and then they'd receive, they'd be accepted into one of those jobs. Based on that job, they would receive a salary. Um, and then within the reality town world, there's different um, businesses that they have to go to. So they get a one month salary and they have to pay all of their bills. They get assigned to children. So they, they have to pay for their childcare. They've got to pay for their kids' clothes, the food, um, all of that. So they're kind of seeing what it's like to be an adult living with children um, with the salary that they're making. Um, And so it's a really cool tool. Um, Reality Town still, it's a little outdated because they still use checks and the real world no longer uses checks. Um, But we found ways to kind of turn it in um, into more updated. So all of our students were required to have their student ID cards and we utilized those as more of like debit and credit cards Mm -hmm. rather than doing That's that, that's super cute. Because <laughs> let's be honest, no one uses checks anymore for those cards. So you, after all this time you spent junior highs and everything, why did you why did you join USCA? Why did you join the you know the 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 board for Utah School Counselors Association? I mean, being a counselor is overwhelming. <laughs> what caused you to want to join the board and get so involved? Well, I wasn't even a counselor when I was approached to be involved, I was just finishing up my internship year in grad school. Um, And Holly Bell, who used to be the district lead in Jordan School District, but was the president elect at the time, um, reached out to me and was like, hey, I think you'd be an awesome fit for the board. Would you like to come be a part of it? Um, And just me being me, I like to be involved. I like to know what's going on. Um, and I kind of like to be able to steer that, steer the ship a little bit, said yes, um, without knowing how much of a job it was going to be or where I was going to end up within the organization. Um, but it's been an amazing experience so far. So what was your first position when you first, when you first joined the USCA board? 
Um, my first position was the USCA CARES chair. So um, for those of you that don't know what USCA CARES is, um, it's kind of evolved from what it was. Um, but when I started, it was really a system to kind of provide resources to counselors that have had to deal with a suicide within their building. Um, and so we provided like a care package. It started off being like um, suicide group materials and kind of transitioned into trying to take care of the counselors, sending them like waters, goodies, um, just trying to give the counselors a little bit of that self-care that's hard to do for yourself when you're in that situation. And then, so you're at USCA Cares, and then did you do that for a year? And then you're like, yo, I want to be the president. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It feels like it. Um, I actually did that for, so I did USCA Cares for the one year. The second year, they actually had me step up, and I was in charge of all of the, um, like, the counselor support um, within USCA. And so anything we did to support counselors, I was kind of in charge of. And then from there, I was like, well, let's throw my name in the hat um, and see what happens. And I didn't expect to become the president because it was only my second year counseling. But here we are. And how we do it at, at USCA, you become the president-elect-elect, president-elect, and then the president. So you spend three, you spend three years essentially before you're the president-president preparing to be the president, doing president stuff with two other people that are doing similar stuff to help you out, right? Exactly. And then we also have the past president who kind of uh, serves as like that, that mentorship position to kind of help ensure that we know what we're doing because it's a huge job. Um, trying to do run a full state organization, doing a conference is a big enough job, yet alone all of the different programming that we have going on. And so there's really four of, four presidents that kind of split the workout to make sure everything gets done. And these guys do an amazing job, guys. If you're not already part of the Utah School Counselors Association um, and you are a counselor, we highly encourage you to join the association. We have amazing conferences every single year and lots of great supports. Um, Brian, you mentioned... You are in charge of all the supports that we offer to counselors. Why should counselors join the association? What is in for them? What benefits are there? You know, I think the biggest reason to join, I love our conference, but I think the biggest reason is because the more people we have within the association, when we go up to the state legislature, we have that much more power. Right now, it's great. We can say we have 55% of all the counselors within the state of Utah that back what USCA is saying in the position that we're taking, which gives us a lot of strength when we're talking to a legislature um, to decide whether we like a bill or not. Um, I mean, last year alone, we supported two bills. Both of the bills we supported were passed and we, we did not support one bill and that bill actually never made it to the House floor um, just because of what USCA um, was really trying to do and the power we have with the memberships that we have as well. That is incredible. What were the, what, I'm curious, actually, what were the ones that were passed um, because of the USCA support? Yeah, so the first one that was passed was the Grow Your Own Teacher or School Counselor Program. So it provides um, funding for people that are interested in either becoming a teacher or school counselor. Um, to, they have the option to either help with their bachelor's degree or they can help with their master's degree. Um, they're looking for people that are already in the school building who would potentially be interested in stepping up into 
um, like a school counselor or a teacher's role, because there is a shortage of school counselors, and so we're trying to we're trying to help people get to that next step because that financial barrier is the barrier. Um, the second one was um, for the uh, the program U Science. If you haven't heard of U Science, it's an aptitude career based test, and so it's looking at what skills students are good at um, and comparing them or providing them with a list of job opportunities that actually goes with what their skill set is rather than just what their interests are. And so it's a lot more accurate than just an interest survey. So we pushed for that to get additional funding. It was a funded, it was funded um, on a one-year basis the previous session, um, but we wanted it to stick around a little longer because we don't think a lot of people had the opportunity to experience these things. Um, that in one year is not enough. Uh, not enough time to gather data to see if it's an effective tool or not. So we wanted to be able to continue utilizing that um, to start gathering some of that effectiveness. Boom. <clears throat> so if you guys didn't notice, school counselors, you do have a voice. Um, and that voice can be heard and magnified through the Utah School Counselors Association. Um, and I, the first one that you talked about, the Grow Your Own, I think is incredibly, incredibly cool because there's a lot of people who would like to become counselors or who would like to get their master's for their education. But that financial barrier is such a big deal. Um, our scholarship coordinator, um, she's been around counselors for like eight years. She's basically been a counselor when one of us are sick all the time. And, you know, she's helped with schedule changes and different things. Um, she's able to now participate in the grad school program to become a school counselor because of their grow your own. Um, and so I just, I just think it's really, really cool. So guys, please, um, if you are not already a part of the youth at school counselors association, please join us. And if you feel like you're in a place that's not being heard, join the, join the board, talk to us, email us, let us know how we can do better. Um, and we want to make sure that all of our counselors voices are heard, um, for you new counselors out there, Brian, do you got any parting words of advice to any of our newbies out there who feel like they're drowning? Words of advice for new counselors. That's always a hard one because you want to hear everything all at once, but then you don't remember any of it. Yeah. I would say the biggest thing is remember, don't take your work home. Try to relax when you leave the building. We all have lives after school and we need to be able to take care of ourselves. Um, if you're not taking care of yourself, we can't take care of our children as well as we should. Um, and so really take that opportunity to refresh, recharge, um, and start new the next day. There you go. Well, thank you, Brian, so much for coming to the show today. Um, all you counselors out there, make sure to go follow us on Instagram, uh, Utah School Counselor. Um, and then in the outro, we're going to have all the links and everything, um, as well as in the podcast description. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email thesoundingboard at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselor Association. USCA members also receive bi-monthly newsletters to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at UT School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets.
The mission of the Utah School Counselor Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go. Let's go.